Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Our top story: a confrontation between a pianist and a group of Chinese people going viral on YouTube. A closer look at the dispute. Show me the Chinese flag. Why you're touching her? Stop touching her! Don't touch her. Sparks fly as Donald Trump and Nikki Haley offer up their plans to handle China if elected. One urging war readiness, while the other calling to prevent World War III. More on the heated debate. The latest in a string of accidents across China. At least 39 are dead after construction materials caught fire in a southern Chinese basement. And Beijing looking to bolster its reeling economy by cutting bank reserves. China's central bank is set to free up more cash to help boost lending. A heated confrontation racking up over six million views. A British pianist was live streaming a performance when a group of Chinese people asked him to stop. The conversation got so heated that police officers stepped in. What sparked the heated debate? Here's a closer look. A clash in London is going viral on YouTube. British pianist Brendan Kavanagh was playing at a train station when a Chinese TV crew came up to him. Did you think us all of us in your cameras? Uh, are we? Are we uh, I don't know. Are we allowed? No, no, no. We're, we're not allowed. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're not allowed. You're not allowed because, because we're for Chinese TV. Oh, okay. This is non-disclosure. It's legal to film in public places in the UK. Kavanaugh argued there were other people filming in the station as well. Just make sure that we are very, very secure in the reason that we don't want our voice or picture being filmed, and then. Yeah, that's just the relationship between you and me, you and us, basically. What, what relationship? Just now, we are very. So I'm going to repeat that.、Yeah. All of us, we cannot share our images online. Why? Yeah, there's、Because、no reason. Why? Why? We, that's our choice. The Chinese man later threatened legal action. We're not in communist China now, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. This is racist now. We no, we're not in communist China. We're in a free country. Kavanaugh noted they're free to walk away if they didn't want to be filmed, adding they were in Great Britain, not China. That's when things got heated. I'm also British, but I don't want、well, you to use my image. You've got a Chinese flag. It doesn't matter. Show me the Chinese flag. Why you're touching her? Stop touching her! Don't touch her, please. Do not touch her. Police officers later stepped in, saying it's legal to film in public areas. The group of Chinese people left soon after. One of them later posted a video online saying they had refused to leave because they were waiting to use the public piano to film something, and that the clip they planned to film was for a company back in China that required them to keep the content private. We couldn't disclose what we were going to film on that day. It shouldn't be published in advance. The viral video sparked mixed reactions in China. Some criticized the British pianist, accusing him of being a Racist, while others condemned the Chinese crew, saying they made unreasonable demands. A two-person presidential race: the former commander-in-chief versus South Carolina's former governor, and both have messages for New Hampshire voters. One pitches war readiness against China, while the other defends maintaining regular ties with Beijing. 
last week at a campaign speech in New Hampshire. GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley said the U.S. must prepare for a potential war with China. She highlighted the size of the Chinese Navy, their advances in AI and hypersonic missiles, and concerns about neural strike weapons. She described those weapons as engineered to change the brain activity of military commanders and segments of the population. Haley told voters China has been preparing for war with the U.S. for years. She insisted that China is an enemy, not a competitor. Also in New Hampshire, GOP frontrunner Donald Trump gave his own take, referencing the conflicts in Ukraine and Gaza. He reassured voters of his ability to prevent World War III while advocating for maintaining normal relationships with China. Polls show Trump with a wide lead over Haley. And I don't care if she stays in. Let her do whatever she wants. It doesn't matter. I can just say that there's never been a movement like this. Make America great again in the history of our country. Their next face-off is set for February 24th in South Carolina, where Haley served as governor for six years. The final Republican nominee will face President Joe Biden in the November 5th general election. While domestic concerns dominating voters' minds, foreign policy also plays a large role, especially amid the Ukraine conflict, Israel-Hamas war and China's aggression in the Indo-Pacific. Are Chinese companies operating in the U.S. evading tariffs? That's the concern among some American lawmakers after a Chinese-owned auto parts maker in Ohio was recently searched by the Department of Homeland Security. While its parent company has been accused of trade fraud, entities Jason Blair reports. WHIO and other local news networks reported that the DHS searched Harco Manufacturing Group in Moraine, Ohio last week. The company makes vehicle brake parts. Harco is owned by Sunsong Holdings, who is a subsidiary of Qingdao Sunsong. Qingdao Sunsong was recently accused of evading U.S. tariffs by moving part of their production to Thailand. Representatives Mike Gallagher and Darren LaHood wrote a letter to the DHS about this, saying it's a, quote, case of blatant trade fraud that is having a catastrophic impact on American manufacturers. The Department of Homeland Security has not confirmed yet whether the raid is connected to the trade fraud accusations. A DHS representative told Axios, quote, Homeland Security investigations executed a federal search warrant in the Moraine, Ohio area January 18th. This is an ongoing investigation. No further information is available at this time. Jason Blair, NTD News. Next, at least 39 people are dead in southern China after a fire broke out in Jiangxi province Wednesday. According to a report from Chinese state media, the flames sparked from piles of renovation materials stored in the basement of a building. The fire reached several of the floors above the basement, including an internet cafe, a training center, and a grocery store. Videos show thick black smoke billowing out and victims who escaped the disaster scene. Zooming out just weeks ahead of the Lunar New Year, tragedies are mounting across China. As of Tuesday, the death toll from a landslide in Yunnan province had reached nearly 50. The same day, a fire at a hotel in Shandong province killed four. Eight perished in factory fire in Jiangsu on Saturday. And last Friday, a fire in a primary school dorm in Henan province killed 13 students. Two weeks ago, a mining accident killed 16 in the same province. 
Amid plunging stock markets, China's central bank is set to boost lending by freeing up more cash from bank reserves. It's the biggest bank ratio cut in three years. Officials Wednesday said the move would free up over $130 billion to re-enter the market. We will cut the reserve requirement ratio for all banks by 50 basis points on February the 5th and will free up 1 trillion yuan to the market. China's economy has been on a downward spiral. Two benchmark indexes, the CSI and the Hangshan, plunged to historic lows Monday. Distress in the housing market, local government debt risks and weakening global demand have hampered pandemic recovery. The reduction is beyond most analysts' expectations. Some of them say more stimulus will be needed this year as authorities try to fight off deflationary risks. In December, top Chinese leaders pledged more steps to support recovery at a key meeting. So far, policy actions have only slightly improved the situation, raising pressure on authorities to roll out more stimulus measures. More German firms have left China, and some are weighing their options. That's according to a survey by the German Chamber of Commerce in China. The organization polled over 500 German firms in China, finding more than twice as many firms are now selling off their China businesses or considering it than four years ago. The survey highlights the challenges these firms are facing, like increased competition from local Chinese companies, unequal market access, economic headwinds, and geopolitical risks. About half of the companies surveyed have taken steps to de-risk from China, including building alternative supply chains. China is Germany's biggest trading partner. The European Union is taking steps to safeguard its technology from global rivals. It's set to announce measures on Wednesday aimed at protecting its economic security. Plans include tighter rules on the type of foreign investment that can come in and tighter export controls of sensitive technology, such as semiconductors. The EU did not mention other countries by name, but the move comes at a time when the bloc is de-risking itself from China, one of its biggest trading partners. Critics warn that the new measures could be hard to enforce, given EU member states have their own foreign policy. A new global race to the moon. Japan's lunar lander has just touched down. What's in store for the heated competition with India, China and the U.S.? And as Beijing moves to target deep space for hegemony, what's at stake? We hear insights from Rick Fisher, senior fellow at the International Assessment and Strategy Center. Rick Fisher, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show. Tiffany, thank you for having me back. Now, Japan's moon sniper landing has been making headlines, especially around its complications that it has encountered. Now, how significant is this in terms of the new space race that we're seeing? This bodes very well for Japan's participation in the American-led Artemis program to explore the moon. Japan was an early signatory to the Artemis Accords. Japan has uh, promised to contribute to the Gateway Small Lunar Space Station that will help facilitate uh, manned uh, landings on on the moon. And uh, Japan has also pledged to develop, uh, with the Toyota Corporation, a pressurized moon rover, meaning that uh, the astronauts don't have to wear heavy spacesuits uh, to uh, ride a moon rover. They can uh, enter the rover like they're entering an automobile 
and uh, cruise around on the moon. All of this is very exciting uh, and uh, a very positive uh, uh, alliance level contribution by Japan. On that note, we are seeing forays from Japan as well as India and China when it comes to the moon. Now, you actually have a piece out noting that NASA's delay puts the U.S.-China in a dead heat for the moon. Where does the U.S. stand now in terms of this space race? The latest uh, delays announced by uh, NASA earlier this month indicate that they are targeting 2026 for the first uh, manned moon landing uh, uh, as part of the Artemis program or the U.S.-led uh, return to the moon. Um, China has suggested that it could be sending people to the moon as early as 2029. China, in my opinion, wants to control the moon, wants to control access to the moon in order to enforce its eventual political, military, and economic hegemony on the Earth. Ultimately, the Chinese Communist Party does not want the United States or other democracies accessing resources or, or energy from space or the moon in order to uh, fight back against a Chinese hegemony on the Earth. Expanding on that, you actually have another piece out titled 2023, the year China targeted deep space to secure hegemony. Now expand on that for us. What is at stake here? Well, in, in August of uh, 2023, uh, there was a, a prominent uh, conference held in Beijing. And uh, one of the participants in the conference took to social media and, and the Chinese state media to explain that for the previous three years, uh, he had been working on a program detailing how China would, from the moon, begin to occupy Mars, and then from Mars, begin to occupy uh, moons or, or even planets farther out into the solar system, Jupiter, uh, Saturn, uh, and beyond. This is very much a challenge to the democracies. And this is just uh, a reality of the ongoing competition on Earth between the democracies and the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, it is now extended into the heavens and quite uh, possibly to the length of our solar system. Quite concerning indeed. Now, getting a bit closer to home, we actually had a viewer write in with a question. This is about the balloons that China has been sending over Taiwan, as well as, of course, the Chinese spy balloon that traversed the U.S. He wrote, is it possible to shoot down spy balloons with high-powered pulse lasers? I've heard that the U.S. has made a 1MW laser. That much power ought to have some effect on those spy balloons. Expand on that for us. Would that work? One uh, megawatt laser is, is a, would be a very powerful weapon, uh, able to take down uh, missiles in flight, uh, as well as uh, a very thin-skinned balloon. Now, the PLA could also devise countermeasures uh, by uh, coating uh, the balloon in uh, reflective silver or gold mylar. Uh, the balloon may be able to deflect uh, a large amount of uh, the laser's energy. How much? 
I'm not sure, but uh, uh, coating uh, coatings with uh, reflect that that reflect a laser have long been suggested as as a countermeasure, uh, and uh, the Chinese could opt to uh, use such a countermeasure measure should Taiwan obtain powerful laser weapons. Quite fascinating. Well, Rick Fisher, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Tiffany. Coming up, a giant anti-CCP slogan on display in a public space inside China. We share the untold story of a man who fled life under the communist regime and still managed to get his message out back home. And the German president just wrapped up a trip to Vietnam. And Beijing is taking issue with a newly inked agreement between them. More on that after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. A giant anti-CCP slogan on display in a public space inside communist China. After years of the Chinese regime's draconian pandemic lockdown, a Chinese dissident decided to flee the country and get his message out remotely. But it took a lot of planning to get it there. NTD's Sam Wong has the story. From fleeing the coastal city of Macau to riding a U.S.-bound train through Mexico, for Chinese dissident Chai Song, the long journey is only a part of a bigger plan. It all built up to this moment when he remotely flipped the switch of a projector at his apartment in China. On the side wall of a mall, a giant slogan read down with Xi Jinping and the CCP was displayed. Pedestrians and onlookers stopped and gazed as police vehicles gathered outside the building. Speaking to NTD, Chai said his action was inspired by an incident in 2022 when a dissident railed against the regime's draconian pandemic lockdown by draping a protest banner off a bridge in Beijing. All of those atrocities, especially after they opened up the country from the pandemic without any preparation, medicine was out of stock, casualties skyrocketed. This is an abuse of human life. And Chai's silent protest came with a major cost. Later that night, dozens of police showed up to his friend's home to conduct arrest. Authorities also interrogated his parents for a week and urged them to convince their son to turn himself in. They sent out roughly seven people to arrest my buddy. They caught him at around 9 or 10 p.m. At the time, my friend didn't think things could get this serious, and neither did I. Till this day, he still can't get a hold of his friend or his girlfriend. After years trapped under China's pandemic lockdown, Chai Song decided to share his protest message against the CCP. But together, a lot of planning was involved. He first chose an apartment near a busy area and began to install equipment, including an electronic watch that could control the projector remotely. And the timing was crucial. He activated the switch while he was on the road, just days before an annual CCP meeting. Tsai decided to disclose his actions nearly one year after the incident. He said what unfolded at the bridge in Beijing represents something important, that is, the willingness to sacrifice one's own life for the greater good and ultimately bring reform to communist China. Sam Wang, NTD News. Cutting reliance on China and increasing ties beyond it, that's at the center of state talks this week. The German president traveled to meet his Vietnamese counterpart on Tuesday. German big business owners formed a delegation that joined the president. The two-day trip aims to increase the economic cooperation between the two and reduce Germany's reliance on China. 
We are therefore very confident that among the young people here in Vietnam, there is a continued interest in Germany, maybe to study at a university or maybe also to take up a job. We know that Germany, for you, Vietnam, is the most important trading partner in Europe. During the trip, Germany's president and labor minister signed an agreement with Vietnam to support Vietnamese workers employed in Germany. On top of that, German investment in Vietnam has exceeded $3 billion. The two share a strong economic bond, with Germany being Vietnam's biggest EU trade partner and Vietnam being Germany's top trading partner among the members of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. The EU has been seeking to de-risk with China. A media mouthpiece for Beijing, China Daily, lashed out at the exchange immediately after the trip concluded, telling Berlin that economically isolating China wouldn't be possible. China still remains Germany's top trading partner, but Germany is on track to diversify its economic relationships. A show of support for Taiwan's democracy, a delegation of U.S. business executives meeting with President Tsai Ing-wen Tuesday. The trip comes after Taiwan's critical presidential election. The island elected William Lai, a staunch defender of the island's self-governing status. He will take office in May. And their election represents the will of the people uh, and voted for continuity in terms of Taiwan's strong relations with the United States. The U.S. delegation is set to meet with Taiwan officials and industry leaders to discuss trade, investment and technological cooperation. That's all for today's China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocusntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow. Coming up, stay tuned with us here at NTD for America's Hope with Kelly Wright. With the results of the New Hampshire primary in the books, Kelly will discuss what's next for frontrunner and former president Donald Trump and his challenger Nikki Haley. Plus a breakdown of the possibilities going forward with former presidential candidate Larry Elder, political analyst Denise Grace Gitsum, Dr. Avis jones Weaver, and journalist Jillian Phillips. Party. I mean, Joe Biden can't have a speech publicly without protesters showing up anymore. Um, and so there's, there's just everyone's upset about everything. On point as well as eat and argue. Well, here's the thing. You know, I, I've, you know, I've been a gunslinger for both parties. I have friends. The former president of the United States face in his battle against Joe Biden. Well, his biggest challenge in the general election is that the entire country will be voting.